You're listening to Box Office Bros. Starring Corey Osborne. It's a party every week, baby. Embarrass me in front of Corey. How many of these guys are named Corey? And Chance Oliver. Are you prepared to take that chance? I think you ought to know what our chances are. You had your chance and you blew it. Let's start the show. Now go do that voodoo that you do. Hold on to your butts. Showtime, a-holes. Hello there, this is Corey Osborne from the Box Office Bros. And I know you got y'all are asking where we pro- where we've been, and I have one answer. It's COVID. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, your boy, your, your boy Corey got COVID. Uh he's better now. Um, I'm doing well. And chances chances here. It's not just me this time. Chances here. Well, wasn't the uh last time we had a decent long hiatus because I had COVID? Uh, that was a part of it, definitely, too. Yeah, because... like, both of us... Like, because you got COVID before No Way Home. Yes. And then I got COVID after No Way Home. Yeah. And, like, I'm not, like, linking COVID to No Way Home or anything like that. Like, I'm pretty sure I got it at work because I'm surrounded by people Honestly, if it was so No Way like Home... one of those things where it's like, yeah. There was no way home. Honestly, worth it. Kind of worth it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say, like, get infected, go to the movie theater. If you're feeling sick, don't go. Yeah. But it's a very good movie. <laughs> but with that said, and like, it's not recency bias, like, in my opinion, I think it is a genuinely really good movie. This... I'm really excited uh, for it to come out on uh, VOD and uh, Blu-ray and everything, because I've been getting into Ultra Blu-rays. I I just bought my first Ultra Blu-ray disc, Ooh. and I bought I got Dune on Ultra Blu-ray. I need to buy so. Dune too. Well, it's it's you know what you know what HBO Max has done to me. Yeah, made me so lazy. No, I feel you. It, it's made me lazy too because they have. We're gonna be talking about a new HBO Max um, original today, Peacemaker. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, um, yeah. They, they how the, how's it made you lazy? Chance how's it made you lazy? Uh, just because I don't feel like, cause I just wait. I don't like, I don't feel like buying things anymore, even mm-hmm. on VOD. Like, oh, it's literally three bucks to rent Godzilla versus Kong. So you can watch that fight again and literally nothing else. Um, <laughs> nah, I'll wait. Well, and now Kong versus Godzilla is back on HBO Max. Well, with, same for suicide, the Suicide Squad. Okay. With the, with the case of godzilla v kong that is definitely not the three bucks is not worth just playing one scene um it is it is is a decently long scene at least (laughs) but i would argue you know movies like the suicide squad and movies like dune and eventually the batman because the batman um we didn't cover this because it was in the span of one of us having covid (laughs) but the batman is going on to streaming a month after it is it's released which is so it's going to be in april which in my argument should have what they've been doing should have been what they were doing the whole time oh no and i agree too because like i think like not the whole time probably like maybe not like peak covid because peak covid the theaters weren't even open like but wonder um, woman 84 okay fine godzilla fine the suicide squad Mm. yeah it kind of shot like like they couldn't even they really couldn't even like blame james gunn or the quality of the movie even though i personally thought it was fantastic i don't think they could blame anything on that when they really just 
they put the movie out to die basically and then everybody was confused with the marketing on top of that i think that one is a set of different things yeah because people are like what the suicide Suicide squad Squad. i saw that movie that movie kind of sucked and we already and saw a, it. Like I, I was like, "What is that? Like the same movie? Is it a remake? Is it a? Is it the the air cut? <laughs> None. God. But uh, with that said, we have a great show uh, lined up for you today. We have. Um, we always have a great show lined up, anyways. But we have a um, recap. Well, not recap, but kind of like a review of the book of Boba Fett, first three episodes. And we also have a kind of um, review and everything of the first three episodes of Peacemaker. And um, they're both very different shows that excel in a lot of ways. Some some aspects of a certain show more than others or more than the other. Like, okay, here's the deal with the two shows. I think one of them can really learn from the other when it comes to certain things okay. and, some, and certain types of pacing and um more variety and also picking a tone but <laughs> regardless right. of that uh let's get right uh, let's get straight into it the book of boba fett what are your initial thoughts chance without um, spoilers i really like it um i like the tatooine focus of it i like just kind of the I feel like we're exploring this character for the very first time honestly because in all regards we have he has what 18 lines of dialogue mm-hmm. in the entire in the entirety of the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi I just feel like it's it's like get to knowing someone that you've known about for over 40 years at this point and I don't know it's like it's not necessarily what you would think of if you like if you've seen the mandalorian it's not that and i like that it's mm-hmm. also it's a little it's a lot more um anthology for boba than i thought there would be like regarding the time skip between when the sail barge blew up at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. And between when he shows up in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought maybe they would just kind of go from that, but they definitely tried to fill in those gaps, and I appreciate that. No, for sure. Um, There's also some emphasis on some characters that I wasn't expecting, but I actually really like. Um, as far as nons, like if, you, if you're like a Star Wars fan, like... Like, you don't even have to be a super, like, fanboy. Like, if you're just, like, a fan of the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, I think you'll find some enjoyment because there's a little bit of... There's elements of both. Like, there's... Yeah, just, like, little little sprinkles of both. Like, from Boba's youth and from when he was, you know, the, the bounty hunter Boba Fett that everyone was scared of. But overall, I think it's... Like, it's not perfect, but I think it's pretty solid. No, for sure. And that's kind of, um, I think that's kind of a good consensus of what I kind of think of it as well. Real, pretty good. I really like it, but not necessarily the best. Um, I would give the edge to um, the Mandalorian if you want to compare it to something. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't necessarily think they're similar, they're all that similar of series. Because a lot of people are like, 
Boba Fett talks too much. Boba Fett does this too much. Boba Fett does that. But here's the deal about Boba Fett. We don't technically know a mm-hmm. lot about Boba Fett before the series. No. And um, I Unless understand you watch Clone that. Wars. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah, that's for sure. But the only issue is that I think people have been projecting onto Boba Fett for 30 um, some years. Yeah. For uh, or not for more than three years for for a, a long long time you Since know what I mean nineteen what was Empire nineteen eighty yeah and I, well yeah yeah that's true yeah so forty like, yeah because it's like nineteen seventy seven was when seven uh, was uh, when a new the Star came Wars out, or when Star mm-hmm. Wars came out and that came out three years after that I believe mm-hmm. maybe yeah, y'all can fact I think it was three years seventy seven eighty eighty three yeah that okay but like regardless of all that um it was I think people have been projecting their thoughts of Boba Fett as a character. I think that's a part of some of the controversy with the show is some people are like, he's not supposed to have that like kind of sense of a humor or this, even though I think Tamir Morrison is so fantastic. And honestly, I think some of the fun, he is fun. And I think where some of that blame lies is the, how many video games and books and comics there were that are part of the expanded universe. And everyone just kind of, hitched up their frame of reference from that like i remember seeing boba fett in uh the force unleashed 2 i remember seeing boba fett in a book my friend recommended me when i was in junior high like uh-huh. there's so much boba fett that's non-canon that it's it's understandable to have like boba's boba's this way not that way no for sure but people got to kind of like realize that it's been literally a decade this year since the house of mouse bought lucasfilm mm-hmm. which is crazy to me i remember a conversation with my high school football coach talking about like his kid that was born that year excited for the new star wars movies that disney was gonna make that's and now crazy. we're 10 years after that that's nuts yeah like, so i get i i get it but relax no for sure and like and it's one of those things where it's like getting like getting into it. It's like the show, like from a technical standpoint, very well done. Ludwig um, Jorensen does a very, very good job with the score like, yet again. Oh, my he really God. just needs to do the score for all of these. The um, score is so yeah. awesome. And then like the ending credits thing, the song. Uh, yeah. yeah. Duh, duh, duh. Uh, it's just so damn cool. Like, I, I love it. And like the and this the book of boba fett really like i see the full the story and the way it's kind of going but um i do like how there's a sense of individuality to each episode and then you get like a little bit of the full reaching story personally i kind of i'm a really big i really like cohesive well i'm not going to say it's not a cohesive narrative but i'm just like i really like I have troubles. Have you watched Cowboy Bebop? Yes. I have trouble with shows like Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. As fantastic as they are, I'm like, I want the full story. I want connections in there mm-hmm. and everything like that. Even if we have like a really off center, like weird kind of episode on the mm-hmm. side, I want the next episode to go straight back into that um, overreaching narrative. And there is that in Cowboy Bebop. To be fair, I need to watch the rest of Bebop. Um, so oh, you haven't I'm, seen it all. I have not seen it all. Okay. I just I'm glad so I didn't it, say so anything. It, so it probably so it probably gets like a lot better in those regards. But that's the first thing that I kind of thought of as far as like shows that grab me, but at the same time 
they would grab me more and I probably would have finished it if they went through that story from episode to episode to episode. Do you watch the dub for uh, Bebop? Um, I watched the sub for Bebop, or I watched the sub watched the sub when I did. Okay, I uh, I really like the dub for uh, Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. Just just as a, I'll check out the dub because sometimes reading's hard. Because um, who's the guy who um is it Steve? It's the guy who does like the tsunami guy voice. Is the uh, oh, I know voice of Spike about. Bloom? Yeah. Oh yeah, Chris Steve. Bloom. Uh, he Steve gr- Blum or something. Steve, Steve Blum. Yeah. yeah. Steve Blum, like he's like the voice of Zeb and Rebels and like mm-hmm. every stormtrooper in Rebels. Yes. They made they got their work out of Steve Blum on that show. Gosh. But uh Steve Blum, I think, does a really good job as a spike. Oh nice. In uh in the dub of Cowboy Bebop. But enough about anime dubs. Um Yeah, I can see what you mean by that, just because like sometimes it can be perceived as like filler. Where it's just like, hey, this isn't part of our main, you know, adventure. Mm-hmm. This is different. Why aren't you staying with what you previously established? I'm like, well, there's room to grow. And maybe this is part of the what's coming next. You never no, know. You're, and the thing is, is like, you're right. And I think that brings it into like, I know like, I haven't had any conce- concise thoughts. You can't really go in concise thoughts without like kind of mild spoilers or what we well, it's still pretty early in the shows. show but the thing is is like with the show though it's not that not a lot has happened it's just that it's kind of been a slow burn because mm-hmm. like you know the huts are a little involved what's the mayor up to mm-hmm. why does boba fett have this gang of cyborgs that are driving modern looking speeders vespas vespas I honestly hate that design choice. I'm not even gonna like. I, 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 uh, I, I'm gonna be that guy, and I'm gonna be like, it was just a little bit too Robert Rodriguez to me. It looked like something straight out of Spy Kids. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, you're doing a fucking Star Wars property. Just at least you can have it be colorful, but don't make it look like that. It literally looks like somebody off of Mamma Mia is driving the damn. <laughs> God, here we go, go again. again. <laughs> Goodness. Can I tell you something? Yeah, though? what's up, man? I kind of liked it. You kind of liked it? Oh, no. Yeah. You see, Siri, Siri has Siri's, her back. Siri's not pissed sure, off. Not sure that, she's not sure that she understands that channel. I will say, okay, but, yeah, I'll what, say this. Why do you like it? It looks like they belong on Coruscant, not Tatooine. You know, that is, that is true. And that might be the way that it's... Um, the reason why it's bothering my brain, like, like if you, because t- it would just, it was just sensory overload. Like if you, every time I saw them, <laughs> like it looked like the Candy Kingdom in uh, Adventure Time. Like it yeah. was, like if you turn the saturation down on those colors, like a bit, like if it was like a dull blue instead of this bright blue, like the, like it looks like a powdery blue on a brand new car. Like no, if you sure. like dulled that down into like a car that's been around for a while, mm-hmm. something like that. Like, I will admit they're a little too bright, but I thought, I don't know. I kind of like the cyborg street toughs. I'm not going to lie. No, I like them. I actually really like the characters. Um, I, it was, my only issue is with character design and Star Wars. It still has to make sense. Right. Like, for instance, um, red denim 
it is not it, it, i don't think that's been created in star wars like or at least it doesn't look like right that, you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so it's one of those things where like i genuinely think that uh they needed to just make it not look because you saw the outfit especially like the leader girl mm-hmm. um and it looked like something that somebody would be wearing today Looks like you would be walking into like a biker bar, a biker gang or something like that. And you would see a girl like that hanging around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like my it's kind of my issue with it because it's um, like I really don't want to be one of those nitpickers because some people have been using the character designs and everything like that to be like, oh, well, the show sucks. No, relax. People the show doesn't suck. And the thing is, is because they're like and the thing is, I knew that. I knew that they're since they're going the route of not retconning the fact that Tamara Morrison is Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I knew that there would be backlash because, you know, he's older. Um, he might not be as badass as well. The thing is, he is really badass. But at the same time, he's not indestructible. Yeah. Like some things in the eu might have made him go out to yeah because he's like because he's supposed to be like i am aiming god and everything like that and all this thing so it's like i I think it's a whole set of expectations but when some when somebody can cling on to something that is genuinely not that great in my opinion at least Mm -hmm. um they'll just be like they'll just throw the whole kitchen sink at it and be like yeah "Yeah, it all sucks (sighs) everything is bad about it like uh Honestly, because like I look at it this way, like you can use a stunt double very easily for Boba Fett. Like put the helmet on and it could be literally anyone under there. Oh, of course. Um, third or secondly, um, like I don't know if you guys know this, but the guy who originally played Boba Fett died in like 2020. Yeah. Like rest in peace to him. Um and as much as I probably prefer that like gravelly voice he had originally before they dubbed Tamara Morrison in for uh, the special editions. special editions, yeah, it's George Lucas, man. You get he just does whatever he wants. Like if he hadn't sold it to Disney, I'm sure there would have been another new CGI creatures and most eisley that luke has to dodge with his speeder you know no dude like, and then there would have been like 10 job of the huts juggling yeah. in a cgi scene singing um uh, what's that song oh uh, uh the one from return of the jedi yeah. oh. no no not the return of the jedi the one that's from um a new like the yeah yeah yeah, yeah that one <laughs> yeah that one, that one that's from return of the jedi Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, they'll have like, because I know that song, it's like Jedi Rock or something like that. Yeah. They'll call it like Jedi Rock 2. <laughs> <laughs> or like Jedi Jazz would be like, I'm just like, I'm coming up with it for them. Star Wars Vision Season 2. <laughs> Goodness, it's funny because... Uh, Somebody was making fun of the new Attack on Titan opening, and because it goes from like screamo to like alternate alter to I actually like the song, but it goes from like screamo to alternative rock. Mm-hmm. Like it goes like super, it goes like super like kind of like like you know inspiring rock to be mm-hmm. like. Rrr. But anyways, they're making fun of that. 
uh, part for it, and they're that's, that's kind of what the and they're put it matching the music to the anime band uh, <laughs> from Star Wars Vision. That, that was funny. <laughs> oh my god, it was good. <laughs> part two has only had one episode, and they're already doing. That. God, um, no, but like. I don't know. Like, I think I don't know. Do we just want to go full on spoilers now? Yeah, of course, full on spoilers. Sorry, I I wasn't clear. You can do full spoilers. Okay. Already. Um, I like the Tuskins flashbacks. Oh well, yeah, I love it. I love that, that. That's the best part of the show because mm-hmm. it humanized the Tuscan Raiders in a even way. more so than Mandalorian season yeah, two. Exactly in a way that like really just like. Cosm, you're like these are the indigenous people mm-hmm. of um of Tatooine, and it's like really interesting to kind of see um how um he how they've inspired Boba's honor, and how you get to really see like there's such a good like juxtaposition to Boba Fett and how they have influenced him as a character mm-hmm. and vice versa and everything right. like that. It's just such a beautiful, like those scenes are so amazing and I really enjoyed them. It honestly reminds me of Dune. Oh yeah. Like, you know, befriending the desert people and becoming one of them. Mm-hmm. Like it's not as much less Messiah E as we'll see with Dune part two yeah. <laughs> in like 600 days. But, uh, no, I really like it. I really like how like he just didn't immediately go back for his armor and kill some Jawas like looking for it. Um, I like how he just didn't immediately go back to like the slave one and just say I'm out of this Tatooine hellhole. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, like he could have just like when he uh, beat that little creepy monster that killed the uh, Rodian that was prisoned with him. Mm-hmm. Like he could have uh, just like split for a ship. Mm-hmm. And then come back with this ship and just blew them all up, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like that. Like, I like that Boba Fett, despite being a bounty hunter, isn't like a monster. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, um, like how Cad Bane is still kind of not a good guy and a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like as much as I love Cad Bane. Like it's nice to know that like maybe maybe Boba was just in it for the money, mm-hmm. and you know because like. Well, the empire is the rule of the land and I got to make money. So yeah. And like, and here's the deal about Boba Fett and everything like that. It's like, you see Jango Fett and mm-hmm. then you see Boba Fett. Do I think there is a very natural progression of seeing how a father like that would have a kid mm-hmm. like Boba. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think that's what a lot of people need to kind of understand about the characterization of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Because Django, all all the all the flaws Django had, he loved his child. But he was still a like decent that. dad, you know? Exactly. Like, and um, I thought that it was like really interesting to kind of see um, what it was. And honestly, like, if you really think about it too, bounty hunting and everything like that and fighting is really the only thing Boba even really knows. Yeah, that's what his dad did. That's what his dad did. Drag him his around. His dad died and he witnessed his dad's death, which mm-hmm. was probably very, very traumatizing. Well, it definitely was. They flashed mm-hmm. back to it. Right. And I'm so excited kind of to see what they do 
with because they keep on flashing back to um why can't i think of camino camino and everything like that thank you mm-hmm. they keep on flashing back to Kima, camino and i'm like is camino gonna make another appearance in this series mm-hmm. somehow somewhere is something gonna happen you know yeah. i don't know but I'm are just, we gonna I, see a caminoan i'm just excited <laughs> oh you you have a ton of other baby clones. We're giving mm. them to you, Boba. I don't need these kiddos. They're gonna ma- They're gonna rapidly accelerate. You're gonna mm. have a child, Boba. They're gonna be adults at thirteen. This is trash. <laughs> oh, I am not a dad. I'm not a dad. I am not a dad. But um, but the thing is, another thing about the series is like the getting like into the underworld and the Mm -hmm. politics of Tatooine is really cool Mm because they're like it's really funny because it's kind of tongue-in-cheek but they're like what would you rather go to Mos Eisley or anything like that and because he's Mm -hmm. like because they're talking about uh, the guy who was overcharging for water Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff and um, the kids were all like we can't afford water and everything and the guy was like, "Well, I still need to make money." He's like, "Nope. If you want to, if you want to move on, charging that much, you can go to Mos Eisley for all I care." I so just further cementing that most Mos Eisley is the sh- is the shithole yeah, of, of Tatooine. Tatooine. Yeah, exactly. You got to go to Mos Espa. You got more of those dunes. The city looks way bigger. Yeah, than Mos Eisley. Um, but I just think it's really, really cool how they're like expanding on that lore and i think it's going to be really insane seeing what the pikes are up to mm-hmm. and then see eventually seeing maybe um maybe uh even without um uh maybe without um homeboy without uh darth maul crimson dawn, mm-hmm. dawn is right. still you know, running running amok doing yeah. things and maybe kira is leading them you know, for all we know. Yeah, like no, like that. That'd be it. Oh my God, Corey! What? This could be the best way to get Alden Ehrenreich back as Han Solo. Dude, I love Alden Ehrenreich, and it's so annoying because there are some rumors. Um, I don't know if these are true. There are some rumors that um Harrison Ford was gonna be coming back as um Han Solo. No, and I was don't. like. First of all, he's an old believe, man. First, first of all, I don't believe the rumors because why in the hell would Harrison? Even why would he? Why would Harrison? Even he got Han to, killed like he wanted. Like, Han, like the thing is, um, while everybody was crying in the theater that Han died mm-hmm. in um, Force Awakens, he was probably just like, yeah, just yeah, pumping his fist. Yes, yes, guy, hell yes. yeah! Finally done with this fucking character. I got my money and everything. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, so I really think that. It would be really cool to see Alden Ironreich uh, show up and be like, yo, Boba. That's my ex you're fighting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like all that crazy stuff. I think that would be really, really cool to see mm-hmm. and extremely exciting. And I just I I hope they expand on that because a hashtag makes Solo 2 happen. I don't know if that's a hashtag anymore, but I'm going to make it a hashtag again. Because if there's anyone- I love I love Solo. Because if there's anyone who has beef with Boba, it's Han. Oh, most definitely. Um, no, but uh, can we talk about the huts a little bit? Oh, yeah, of course. I think that CGI looks really cool. I think it does, too. It's the only CGI way to do the huts. But was the huts part oh, CGI? Oh. Part it was, it looked, the, it the, body looked, the body looked practical. But when, like, like, when they, like when they weren't talking, it looked practical. But when they were, it looked like CG. 
okay that might be it because i know there has to be some physical aspect of it because it looks too L- good like when they're like moving their arms and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. and like uh when they're on that it's not a palanquin what is that called uh well, whatever that platform is that they get carried around on, mm-hmm. like like you can see it like kind of bowing in the middle. Yeah, I like keep on joking about how uh, Boba Fett needs to have one. Yeah, he's not riding on it. If oh. he's going to be the Dymo. Yeah, he's just like, I didn't see you. Uh, I didn't see your thing. And it's just like, I I walked, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I just really love how they've like gone in. Like, I know I've like said this in a couple of different phrased ways, but I really think it's cool how they're fleshing all of this out because I never knew that boba fett or that like or basically um job of the hut um would have been you know getting these tributes to Mm -hmm. more or less protect against you know other um syndicates Mm -hmm, and other things from getting into Uh the actual cities of tatooine and everything like that and i think that's like extremely you know unique and everything like that so um i just think that's very very fun and cool yeah and also like um i think it's cool how like the fallout of jabba's death and like bib fortuna is just like oh yeah can i take it over and the huts were just like yeah sure whatever and then like boba's just like hey i used to be jabba's bounty hunter no yeah. go die boba no you I, suck and like i i get that but I think at, uh, maybe at the time it wasn't going to be advantageous for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because like the huts are very, oh, if this is going to be like, we do have the power to crush you. But if it's going to be too much effort or if it's mm-hmm. going to cause more problems, we're not going to. Because mm-hmm. once the pikes got involved, mm-hmm. the huts were like, mm, maybe mm-hmm. Boba can just deal with this problem. And maybe he can just get dead and then we can just slide back in again mm-hmm. after that. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, because they mentioned the Hut homeworld more than once, I believe. Now, yeah. Hutta. And I was like, oh, man, we're getting like into Clone Wars lore. I love this. That'd be really cool if we went, if we, you know, visited there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, but I don't see, like, if they do a Book of Boba Fett season two, I think I could see them going to places besides Tatooine. Like, as long as we don't because see. Because it has to be very established mm-hmm. in order for Boba to even leave Tatooine without mm-hmm. somebody um right. coming back to take exactly what he asked like as long as we don't see zero the hut i'm fine oh god <laughs> no i do not want to see zero anymore well, i don't, don't want to see an old zero to hut i don't want to see jabba's sassy gay uncle i'm sorry <laughs> like, i don't know why they made that choice creatively <laughs> but they it's did slightly homophobic only a little bit <laughs> i mean do you remember how he was in 09 i uh tried to forget i like uh <laughs> Like, oh, I, this son is so, and I'm just like, I kind of why block, is he th- so like this? I kind of blocked that stupid era out of my head. I know. I, uh, I I barely remember, like, I barely remembered Zero. Like, you you mentioned him, and I was like, oh, God. Oh, actually, I'm pretty sure Zero the Hutt got murdered. Never did mind. He mur- did he get murdered? Remember? Okay, so remember that Jedi rock <laughs> I see I, would, see, I wouldn't even know. Remember, like, <laughs> the same type of alien murdered him. I'm pretty sure. Oh, God, that's hilarious. It's like, sorry, Zero. And I'm just like, man. I'm pretty sure that was, like, a Cad Bane episode, too. But uh, enough of that. Like, uh. No, I think like the lore with the huts is pretty cool. Um, I also remember that one of the huts had like a beard and I'm mm-hmm. just like, huts can grow hair on their face. Okay. Uh, I also like the fact that they had like 
a really cool looking Wookiee as like their henchman. No, yeah, the black chrysanthemum. Yeah. He like that Dude, was and straight the, up menacing. He was terrifying when he just like yeeted Boba out, out of his, his back to tank. Yeah, it was just like Dude, that was so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. And it was just he was just fighting him. And I love how even after all of that, uh Boba was like, Hey, you're free to of, go. He's like, piece of advice. Don't he's like don't, don't work don't he's work like, for huts. He's like, don't work for scut lords. That's yeah. like literally <laughs> Yeah, and like Star Wars swearing is the best kind of swearing. Yeah, and like I kind of want to. I was like really hoping the Wookiee would kind of join him, but that would be cool. I guess you know you can't have hey, can't have everybody go. Here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. You don't make an expensive Wookiee outfit, mm-hmm. Wookiee costume without having the intention to use use it, it again. Yeah, so they're definitely True. gonna have Breck. Um, and the thing is, I never really got hugely into the um comics the marvel run but he fights oh he he fights obi-wan at one point really and then he it says and obi-wan like says this like funny line i saw like a comic panel of it and he's like he goes i know him he, he, he's like he's like why are some wookies so uncivilized <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like oh obi-wan obi-wan you're so pretentious you but can't go around calling people uncivilized obi-wan <laughs> But just because you bagged a, a duchess doesn't mean you're better than no, me. That's true. That's <laughs> true. But uh, it's just, oh uh, gosh, I am really excited to see what happens. I'm excited for season four uh, or for season four, episode four to yeah. drop. No, like uh, I really liked episode three. I mean, I know there are memes going around TikTok of how slow that speeder chase was. Yeah. Like, uh, like I saw one of like uh, George Costanza from Seinfeld <laughs> on the scooter and just like the the yeah duh, 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 like the I'll, I'll send it to you if I can find it maybe you've oh, seen it already um, but it's just like George Costanza on like uh, an old person scooter like race <laughs> like driving away from like old people yes. also on scooters um, here's uh, here's some fan service I liked Boba got a baby Rancor. No, dude, that was so cool. And then Boba was like super excited for it, and he's gonna bond it's with like, this rancor. And I'm gonna ride this and rancor. D- d- there's this really funny your mom jokes, and he's like, I've, and then it's like Boba, and he's like, I've ridden bigger creatures, like your, your mom, mom. <laughs> like, like your mother. <laughs> And it's funny because like Danny Trejo's like the only other person. And it's Danny Trejo's like the traitor, which is so funny to me. You want to know the funny thing about Danny Trejo and everything that he's in? He's just himself. He can never be. No, he's never. Well, that's true. Yes. But he's never allowed to be in anything for me because I see him pop up and I halfway expect a character uh, to be like, is that Danny Trejo? Because that's just who he is. Because I just like, this is Star Wars Trejo. Just hanging out. Well, I expect to. I expect someone to call him Machete. Oh God, that's so funny. Like but because like, dude. in the Spy Kids movies, he was still Machete. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like at the end of Spy Kids two, when like they're doing the whole lineup of like at the end where it's just like, oh, mom and dad, and then like Danny Trejo pops up and it's just like Machete. And I was, oh, I'm no. pretty sure that's what it was. That is so funny. Ro- like Robert Rodriguez, like. I need him in this series. I love, don't get me wrong. I really like what he's doing with it for the most part, but he really needs to pump the brakes a little bit on his Rodriguez-isms mm-hmm. a little bit 
because too much Robert Rodriguez goes way too long of a way. I can't believe like, I didn't too- expect Trejo for this being a Robert Rodriguez uh, thing. Yeah, the thing is, is like it's dumb. not that I like. If I if we had like a full on predictions video, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure one of us would have thought about him be like yeah. oh yeah danny trejo is gonna be yeah. in this thing of course he is but um, some stupid reference to shark boy and lava girl <laughs> taylor uh taylor lautner taylor lautner and whatever her bucket is whatever lava girl's name is i don't even know famous. very very irrelevant no offense watch her be like actually a very famous actress i don't like think she is i don't think she is either i feel bad for calling her irrelevant because i'm sure she's a very nice girl she yeah. just no it's just a very stupid movie she's too hot for me <laughs> Lava. <laughs> oh God. Uh, 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 let's not <laughs> repeat this to no one. Um you're putting out a podcast that's uh strike it from the record. But um let's see here. Shark boy lava girl. Wow. Let's don't let see. your dreams be memes, Max. Her name is Taylor Dooley. She was in the new um we can be heroes movie the one netflix one where they had everybody when they were grown up oh that same shark boy and lava girl universe yeah. thing yeah yeah uh, uh, she's I in a movie called devotion and it is uh the description is a pastor bumps into an old trainer and begins boxing after his wife retires from mma fighting that's interesting and then she's going to be in Grimerson Manor. When guests are stranded in a remote hotel during a windstorm, they find themselves at the mercy of an unknown killer determined to murder every last soul. Spooky. Directed by Rob Marchitti. He's directed Murder Set P. Um, no, nothing else, really. Anyways, I don't know why I went on this. Let's let's hole, let's uh, get off of this little. Let's get on. Like I already forgot her name. Okay. Anyways, I know, <laughs> I know. It's uh, I don't know because like, I haven't seen. I, I don't think besides the colors of the speeders, I haven't seen anything too egregious besides the Danny Trejo thing. And honestly, I really like Danny Trejo. I thought he was. I, funny. I like he. I, I didn't mind seeing him. I just was loud. I was just like. <laughs> Because what if you want to start with a Danny Trejo thing, you have to start him with a helmet. That's mm-hmm. the way I see it. Yeah. And then he has to take the helmet off. And then you're like, it's Danny Trejo. The shot that they used was just him standing there. Sup. Sup. Hey, uh, Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah. But, but but back to the oh because the the rancor was a gift from the hut so they're just exactly. like sorry uh boba it's like sorry for like trying trying, trying to murder you to with murder our you. with our <laughs> fucking pet wookie i'm just a silly goose <laughs> we're twins we don't know any better um but uh they're just like oh we didn't know this planet was promised to someone else and then uh but i really wish boba would have been like uh who was it promised to could you help us out here? I'm pretty sure it's the Pikes, right? Yeah. Okay. It is the Pikes. Because that's their big ship that arrives at the mm-hmm. end of episode three. Yeah, because like, uh, I think it was also episode three or episode two where we saw like a Pike without their uh, mask on. Mm-hmm. They like, look cool. They look cool because like we haven't seen like when the, fir- the first time we saw the Pikes in the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. um, 
like the head pike was just like because they like they're doing stuff for count dooku and they're just like they were the only ones to call count dooku darth tyrannus oh, like the entire is, series is just like they're just like oh lord tyrannus what are mm-hmm. you doing here or just like die tyrannus and i was just like huh i guess no one calls him by his sith name ever um no, but they look really cool without their masks on. And the fact that we see it on live action is actually pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Because, like, I have a few theories, Corey. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, to steal a Dune thing again, I think, well, despite the fact that his, like, little, his uh, Tuscan uh, village got destroyed mm-hmm. by those bikers, I think he's going to use desert power Ooh. to be his army. Yeah. And by desert power, I mean the Tuscans are going to be on Boba's side mm-hmm. and they're going to race some hell for him mm-hmm. uh, in the Dune Sea. Like, I think that's going to be what it's going to be. And I also think that this, um, I think the series is going to be a lot about um, reclaiming Tatooine mm-hmm. for what it really is. And I don't know, maybe years and years and years and years from now, Tatooine is going to be a water planet. If they mm-hmm. yeah. go stuff 5,000 years, start terraforming years, it, they start terraforming it. I don't know. Take back what has been lost because they've been mentioning a lot of st- there's some of like, how it used to be an been ocean. a ton of dunes because the thing is, it used to be they even mentioned it like when the seas like the, the Tuscans have been here since the seas dried up and stuff yes, like that. Exactly. Because like, here's the deal is like they're like they're literally like mentioning dune stuff so mm-hmm. many times. So I don't know. I could see this getting really, really good and uh it is kind of slow at times but hey i, I like it yeah. I, I i enjoy slow I, things i like it so with that said you want to go into peacemaker hell yes i do or we have a sponsor just we have kidding. a sponsor we, just kidding we don't oh my I, God. <laughs> I fell for that <laughs> you did <laughs> i was just like what we do yeah. since when why are you, you gonna tell me get, this you can get your stuff on audible when while you're listening to your audible you should eat your hello fresh <laughs> and while you're eating your hello fresh <laughs> and, dollar shave club and while, maybe not in that order and while you're shaving don't forget to use Surfshark vpn <laughs> oh my god with that said oh and remember to always listen to this podcast using raycon oh my god <laughs> i don't know how raycon spends all this money and I, don't, I, I don't know like what i just don't understand how has anybody like who okay somebody really needs to tell me if raycon's earbuds are, are they okay. good like i need for, to know to be fair they're for 60 bucks so that's not bad for earbuds no you know what i mean but uh, regardless of that uh with se- <laughs> all segues aside do you really hey if you want to sponsor really us and you're listening please do though that'd be nice be chance nice. that i need money anyways i am um, poor people <laughs> but that said let's go right into peacemaker um i'll start off since you started off last time nice um i really enjoyed peacemaker uh peacemaker is not just uh one of the best like the thing is it's the beginning of the year it's not just like one of the best probably the best show of the year so far mm-hmm. i think it is the best i think it's the best hbo max original mm-hmm. i also think it is the best dc show 
that they've made like a lot of this can like just blow up so like say james gunn just does not hit on all cylinders which he usually does Mm -hmm. um say james gunn just makes just just like completely craps the bed and makes the rest of the series really really bad um that'll be that but with these first three episodes it is really good um i think it is um maybe better than like i have to watch through all of doom control uh i really like the first few the first season of doom control i haven't watched any of the rest of it but um so far i'm liking it more than doom patrol doom patrol is still really close to it Mm -hmm. but this is uh dc tv on a whole new level way mm-hmm. above any of that arrow stuff way above any of that titans or anything like that i can't even watch titans i try i try because i love nightwing mm-hmm. i can't do it it's a terrible show would you say the next best one is harley quinn i love harley quinn i'm not I, i'm counting live action this is okay right that's true by. that's true live action stuff harley quinn is probably the second best easy tv show period though. right and i really like um but gosh, and, and here's and here's a set of why I need to stop talking praise without, you know, putting back why I love the show. So much. the characters are so good. Um, I need to I have trouble pronouncing certain characters name. Um, let's see here. But basically um, this the characters are great. It's really just an extension of the Suicide Squad, but mm-hmm. James Gunn is just having more credence to be even more weird at moments. Yeah. Like, less budget, obviously, but still more weird. And it is just a hell of a lot of fun to watch. And I just need to um, scroll through here for you. First of all, John Cena is fantastic. John Cena, if you all were questioning him as a leading man before or an action leading star... Please don't, because he's just really, really good. Especially mm-hmm. when he has the right character and Priestmaker is the right character. Yes. Um. Uh. Freddie Stroma as Adrian Chase in his vill- vigilante is a revelation. Oh my he's god. He's ostensibly Deadpool, but he's still incredible. Mm-hmm. He's a he is hilarious. He's kind of pitiful, but mm-hmm. he's extremely funny. And every time he's on screen, I I smile from Grindy ear from mm-hmm. ear to, i grin from ear to ear because he's so damn funny uh chuck woody Judy is clemson mern so he's kind of like their amanda waller yeah. of the team right now he, he kind of talks like her too he does he's he is actually kind of funny in his own way mm-hmm. in his own right and he's really really good and jennifer holland um she's amelia harcourt we've seen her and um the first in the suicide squad movie she was one of the people in the mm-hmm. like helping out the suicide squad and all right. that kind of stuff she's really good steve aggie is really good as john economos and the big standout to me is eagly no just kidding eagly. um i love eagly but still uh danielle brooks as leota adebayo she is um just fantastic and you'll Mm -hmm. go into more with her in spoilers right but she is just so damn good so relatable it's like one of us have been plopped onto that team Mm -hmm. and is just reacting to this crazy shit that's Mm -hmm. happening um but first i just had to send something out to the cast the cast is fantastic 
Um, something else that I really love about the show, the action is really solid. Mm -hmm. The world building is really solid as far as what Peacemaker's world is all about and then what's happening in his world. And it's really cool because James Gunn isn't doing, isn't making the mistakes that uh, the Disney shows have been making. Mm-hmm. The Disney shows have more or less been being like, okay, let's shoot this like a movie and then cut it off at awkward places and just have it go week to week to mm-hmm. week to week. He builds stuff up, has a, has a TV show cliffhanger that you have to just binge and go to the next episode or you have to wait until the week after. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. That kind of stuff. And then he does that again and then does that again. And I think that's really, really good about the way he structures these episodes. Mm-hmm. His writing is his writing is as meticulous and funny as ever. The intro to Peacemaker is one of the funniest scenes. I watch it so every time. Far. I do not skip. But it like it's the I was talking about the actual like intro, like the first uh, scene is really funny. Yeah, yeah. But the theme thank song. you for telling me the theme song is fantastic. But I want you to go more into that because I'm just kind of word vomiting everything. OK, like you're that. fine. But Chance, go into your thoughts on Peacemaker. Well, uh, one of the cats you didn't mention was uh, Peacemaker's dad. Oh, yes, that is true. Who is played by Robert Patrick. Do you know who Robert Patrick is? Um, I know I've seen him in stuff. Have you seen Terminator 2? Oh, yeah. He is the T-1000 in Terminator 2. Oh, that's awesome. So, like, the the guy who fights Arnold, spoilers, yeah. and, uh, in Terminator 2 from a movie oh, yeah. 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, But I like him. Like, I don't know why, but it's just, like, the fascinating part about his dad is just, like, his dad is up to something. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, by the way. Um, sorry, I didn't want to spoil that. His but, dad uh, is evil. His dad is evil. Like his dad is racist as hell, and I feel like he's like. Uh, so like overall, the story, I, it's really good. John Cena is like, Jesus Christ, dude! How often do you work out? Because holy shit, like that dude has a shirt off a lot, dude. He looks like he's just like trying to compete with the Rock at this point. Like, um, like I'll never forget that John Oliver joke where he's just like, <laughs> "Me and John Cena are the same age." John <laughs> Cena, and um, but uh, like, no, like the writing is just so like the storytelling is so fun because like there, it was like what um oh what's her face uh, hold on I just had the cast up. Uh, Leota said like because uh, she talked to a certain character that will get into spoilers and mm-hmm. like she talks about how like you know he's kind of a you know a douchebag and everything like, mm-hmm. but he's, but there's something kind of sad about him yeah and I'm like yeah there is something sort of sad about it and like he kind of like sort of feels bad about the things he's done like the, su- the events of the Suicide Squad changed him oh no for sure and that's like really something to think about as far as um you know as far as his character goes because a lot of us were screaming at the tv screen or the movie movie screen when we watched the suicide squad because we're like dude are are you kidding Mm -hmm. like what are you doing peacemaker you're Mm -hmm. doing the wrong thing you're being naughty stop it and it's one of those things where we realize that a lot of those decisions weren't as easy as we probably thought it was for him. Mm-hmm. And even though the thing is, you really could see the conflict in his eyes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And James still Gunn did is it. just really good at making these irredeemable, irredeemable pieces of shit 
really good character. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just so great. Um, yeah. Do you want to like go into spoilers a little bit? Right yeah, now? we can. Let's let's just like because the floodgates. I mean, the show's really good. The show's it, th- there's like, only three like, like three of the uh, eight episodes are only out so far. And so. then the fourth episode's dropping on Thursday. Thursdays, yes. Yeah. Um. So like, uh, like he breaks into his like his he like his house is like a trailer home. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, like before, like it's like right before we first meet Vigilante, like he's kind of like crying. He's just like, like it reminded me of a point you said because he brings up he's like he's like oh I killed an American, I killed a colonel, and he's just like he's like I killed he's like I killed Rick Flag, I killed, I killed Rick Flag, and he's just like he's just like Rick Flag was right, I am a joke, and I remembered something you said way back in our the Suicide Squad review mm-hmm. where it's like you were you said that probably got to him. And you were right. It did get to him. Exactly. Because like, yeah, because like the whole thing about that line that I think was brilliant was because some people will take that line and be like, okay, Rick Flagg was just trying to do another F you mm-hmm. to, Pe- to Peacemaker or to Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, but really what it was, was it's like, you're trying to do stuff for peace. Look at what the hell you're doing. Look what like you that, just dude. did. He's like, look at what you just did. With the information you have in, uh, in front of you. He's like, Peacemaker, what a joke. What a joke. That's what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And that's what literally pen- like penetrated him and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He was like, that's what got him. Because the thing is, he may have been stabbing Rick Flagg in that moment. Mm-hmm. But Rick Flagg stabbed him with his words there. Mm-hmm. And was like, no, no, you're a joke. Yeah. And like... And the crazy thing is, because when he said "peacemaker," what a joke! Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was God. And then, like he like repeat, like uh, Chris repeated that at the end and everything. And it was just like, oh, it was a really good scene. And I love the whole like slow burn, real or not the slow burn, but the kind of like subtle reveals that we got to Vigilante before we saw mm-hmm. him in the costume. Right. Like first we got the texts mm-hmm. and all the calls yeah. that we got from Vigilante. And he's like, what? Like, why, why, why did my dad still have my service on and everything mm-hmm. like that? And then we, they go to that restaurant, that restaurant. and he's just staring. And it's the funniest like, line. I felt so, <laughs> I felt he's like peacemakers back, peacemakers back. He's just dancing and everything, and, and then, it's so funny because the, the guy's guy like, "What? What? Why are you so happy?" He's like, "I'm oh, happy uh, because my girlfriend is pregnant, and I just got a girl pregnant, and uh, I, I got a girl." He's like, "You're happy about it?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm happy because we're gonna have uh, an, an abortion." An abortion. <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my <laughs> god!" Like it was so funny. He's like, "You want to come?" He's like, "You want to come?" He's like, "No, I don't want to come to your girlfriend's abortion." <laughs> and it was so funny because. <laughs> because he was just like so awkward and everything like that but he's a maniac he's an absolute maniac he's absolutely insane he's he he is a he's a murderer like and he's like he's worse than peacemaker which is really funny he's obsessed with like his mask and not getting caught and he's just like just like yeah i came here in the uh in the vigilante mobile and he's just like uh Vigilante, you mean your stingray? He's like, you know, he's like, wasn't it a Sebring? Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I don't go around saying it's the vigilante mobile. Otherwise, I'd get caught, go to jail <laughs> like you, <laughs> or something like that. Vigilante on the Suicide Squad would be a lot of. He would be a very fun character to be on the Suicide Squad. Honestly, that movie gets a sequel. I guarantee he's in it, dude. That would be so cool seeing John Cena, Vigilante, 
Bloodsport's back and everything like, like if, that. Like See? if Bloodsport's back is just like, didn't I shoot you in the neck? Dude, that would be crazy. And then you see, um, gosh, see Deathstroke leading the team or something like that. Or if they have to fight Deathstroke. It's, oh my God. Or like say Deathstroke, um, like uh, intercepts the team because he has ulterior motives that mm-hmm. he's doing for a contract while mm-hmm. they're doing their thing too. Right. Gosh, James Gunn, invite me over to the writer's table. Let's get this. Just going. let me throw ideas let's, around. Let's throw some ideas around Suicide Squad 2. You have my Twitter. Come on, let's come chat on, about dog. It. Come on, come on. But uh, oh, gosh, I really hope they make up the Suicide Squad too. So, and really you good. know what surprised me a lot What's is up? um, we actually saw Amanda Waller in this show so yes, far. Yes, we did. We I did, did not expect to see Viola Davis in this. And she is Leota's mom. Yeah, she's her mom. Yeah, she's Leota's mom, the one that I was talking to you about, mm-hmm. or talking to y'all about, about being like the like relatable mm-hmm. kind of character that's coming in yeah. for all that kind of stuff. And she's kind of there, more or less, to kind of spy on the team, mm-hmm. but also to kind of just like, report back to her mom. Report back to her mom and see exactly kind of what's happening. And I think there is a lot to be said about, um, there's a lot to be said about her character and her past because there's some stuff that she hasn't mentioned yet you know what i mean that i would right. like to know about you know because what i mean like she, has, she has a wife and she has dogs obviously that she mm-hmm. wants to keep safe like she wants she wants a normal life mm-hmm. away from the soup because like don't like the cops refer to it as like oh capes, capes like cape and shit <laughs> cape shit and i was just like she wants out of the cape shit that her mom's like super knee deep into because bell reeve is like where all the crazies go exactly um no, I, I, I'm so glad that she's a part of the show in like a very small way because I was not expecting her to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if we're gonna get like a uh, any more cameos from mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad. Hopefully, it's not Weasel. Oh, you're gonna say hopefully it's not? Oh goodness, I hope. Look, it is. I, I love. I would love to see. Weasel. I love that Sean, uh, that Sean Gunn, Gunn gets work from his brother. <laughs> As much as the next guy. I'm like I'm pretty sure he was also Calendar Man in uh the Suicide that Squad. That's true, he was Calendar Man. So like if he shows up as Calendar Man, I'm okay. What with if it. they just had Calendar Man straight up just die? Calendar Man dies. Is that what you would want to see? No, I don't I don't, I'm, I don't Calendar Man can live. It's the weasel I want to die. Gosh. <laughs> weasel is all that first horrifying. That first scene is so funny though. It is funny. That's so funny. They're like, is anybody gonna tell us the weasel can't it's swim? Like, and then he's just like, mm-hmm. ah. <laughs> <laughs> like he sounded like Scrat from Ice Age drowning. That's so funny. Like I, I'm this close. The thing is, is that I have been meaning to watch the Suicide Squad again. I watched it a I couple weeks ago. Oh gosh, it's just a damn good movie. Um no, but um, also the fact that you have a CGI eagle named Eagly. Oh, gosh, Eagly. And it's so funny because, like, uh, make- there is some – I was watching um, – I, I shout him out probably every other episode at this point. Straw Hat Goofy is one of his mm-hmm. TikToks. He's talking about, like, little things like you might have missed in the um, Peacemaker episodes. And he said that, um, you know, the reason why um, John Cena or Peacemaker Chris was really nice to um, – 
rat catcher's rat mm-hmm. was like giving him like a little drink and everything was mm-hmm. that it's probably because he has eagly he loves to hang out with eagly and help him out with yeah. things and everything like that i'm just like oh it's it's just so sweet and then how the eagly hugged him and he's like dad take, take a, a picture, picture. And his he's, dad like, just, he's like it's that eagle isn't hugging you and then he was telling him later mm-hmm. yeah he hugged me they're like no eagles can't hug people and then um and then like uh what's her name i keep forgetting i need to learn the cast lieta uh leota and she was just like uh it's like oh is he friendly like yeah and then like uh she goes up and eagerly bites her she's like i thought you said he was friendly he's like oh he's friendly to me yeah i saw him he's friendly to you he just saw you pet him (laughs) like like uh god and uh i think we should mention steve aggie as the oh yeah economos or whatever yeah like he he is very funny mm -hmm. i really hope that we get some of him as king shark as well but that involves him as king shark and sylvester stallone right being in there as well that would be a lot of fun if we saw just at least something but anyways like king shark gets something stuck in his throat and he sounds like steve aggie all of a sudden goodness but yeah that would but um he's really good too and i love how he calls him die beard and he gets pissed here pissed off about about it yeah calling him die beard and everything like that Mm. and jennifer harcourt is really really uh or is it Jennifer Harcourt? Is her name? I think it's Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. But Jennifer Harcourt's really great. Um, fun fact: I'm pretty sure she's like James Gunn's partner. Really? Yeah. Man. Like they're like romantically inclined. So good for them. Uh-huh. What a sweet couple. You uh-huh. know, it's really nice. He likes to cast his um, partner and his <laughs> and, and and his little brother. <laughs> it is uh, stuff. But you know that it would be bad if they were bad actors. So you know that's true. She's really good. In it's show. not like the Russos kids. Yeah. Oh God. And then they got to be able to be in Hawkeye. They should have just ignored it. They should have just ignored it. Recast. It Recast. It was just. It wasn't the Russos kids. I think those were their nieces and nephew. Oh God. They're all such bad actors. The absolute worst thing about Hawkeye, and also. Okay, it's There's, not Jennifer Holland, it's someone else. Jennifer Harcourt? Uh, what was her name? Uh, Harcourt was her last name. No, I, the actual actress's name is Jennifer Holland. Okay, so I... She was, plays Emma Hard, Harcourt. Emma Harcourt. Okay, that's the... Uh, yeah. Uh, Amelia. Yeah. Uh, oh, James Gunn's wife was Jenna Fisher, but... Yes. Uh, doesn't say who's current. Thanks, Google, for being useless. Gosh, it's like, I feel like I'm going to be... Go crazy? Go crazy. Go Maybe it's stupid. girlfriend. Maybe, but that's what I thought. Because I, like, it's like, I don't know. If oh, I'm you were right, Corey. It is Jennifer Holland. But their their partner is not married. Yes, that's what I. Okay. Did you good. say they were married? I, can't I said remember. I said partner. Oh, you did. I did. My bad. I did. I My, did. Well, I just but, googled James Gunn wife, and it was just like Jennifer Holland from o two thousand to o eight, and I was like, nice, huh? My bad. But I don't know how to use the engines correctly. Yeah, like, uh, and then like getting more into like the weirder aspects of these shows of the show is that there's like a lot of intrigue. There's a lot of mystery. And um, when um, Peacemaker is trying to get a new helmet and mm-hmm. everything from his dad, a new costume from his dad too. Mm-hmm. He literally his dad punches opens up a-, a portal. Like he puts in this thing and he wa- walks through a portal in mm-hmm. his house. And yeah, it's like an inter, almost like an interdimensional bat cave, racist bat cave. Um, like it's if, like it's if your uncle's hunting cabin had a portal to, just like uh, 
that room in Men in Black with all mm-hmm. the we- with all the weapons in it. And then he has different helmets that have different abilities, like mm-hmm. sonar abilities, X-ray abilities. Uh, there's like a like a whatever burst ability mm-hmm. that he uses later in the first episode, and it's just really really cool because you get a lot of lore for Peacemaker, and he even mentions at one point that he wants to have a um, he wants to have a jetpack, and I'm like. They're they're totally he's gonna get a jetpack. He's gonna get a jetpack. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And I'm very excited to see what they do with the series because um somebody was interviewing uh James Gunn, I forgot who, but they said like a lot of showrunners have their favorite episodes of a season. Are you gonna let us know what yours is? And he said episode six. So oh. I am We got Two and a half weeks. I'm optimistic. I'm, I am uh, waiting for episode six because I, I, I will believe James Gunn uh, if he says one of his episodes is the best episode. And so, goodness, uh, it's really cool because basically, um, like, y'all have watched it. If you guys are going in the spoiler section, at least you should have. Mm-hmm. But um, it's crazy because, like, they're dealing with these alien butterflies mm-hmm. that either go into people and influence them and control them and control them or they just become they create people yeah and then they act like they're humans i don't know the it's, I, I don't know the details it's kind of crazy it's it's like it was funny because like when they first told uh peacemaker about project butterfly he's like oh my god am i fighting a mothra yeah he's like I'm a, I'm fighting. he's like yeah last time it was a giant starfish because it was project starfish and then in the third episode he sees the butterfly flying he's like you've got to be kidding me he's like oh <laughs> project butterfly <laughs> it's literally a butterfly and then he has stuff that looks like reach tech mm-hmm. that's around him too that looks oh. exactly like the scarab mm-hmm. except like it's silver so yeah. like i don't know if that's gonna i don't know if it's reach tech but that's exactly what it looks like and so yeah, what if this like but for all of you who don't know like the blue beetle uh scarab is like an alien technology that gets sent down from the reach onto earth it makes it you space iron host. man yeah pretty much so and there's going to be a blue beetle movie coming out that they're put, from uh, that they're putting in theaters now by the way thank god i think i really hope they do that for batwoman too they should they that that Batwoman costume looked kind of interesting. It looks very true to the comics. Yeah, and I they're going to make a new one. And the thing is, that's not. Yeah, it's the not final, like yeah, it's not, not like plated one. armor like they usually do for those kind of suits. Like, mm-hmm. like remember that? Um, oh, what was it? I guess like I guess how uh, Battensons looks right now, where oh, yeah, it's just like sure. super it's platey. The, it's technically not the final look because like even the like directors and everything right. said that's not the final look, but True. it's the look that she'll probably have for the majority of the movie. Yeah. So like, um, she, like she goes with Delicious Fox. She's like, hey, is my suit ready? Oh yes, it is. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought Beastmaker. Well, I think Beastmaker is a ton of fun. And it's just like a cavalcade of excellent character work, amazing writing. And I don't have a ton of really bad things to say. about. Like, it. unless you're like not a fan of like raunchy and nudity, then then maybe you wouldn't like it. But no, yeah. Yeah. And if you don't like James Gunn's previous work, um, because James Gunn, I didn't realize this, but some people genuinely just don't care for his stuff. Yeah, And if you don't care for James Gunn's work, if you didn't like the Suicide Squad, if you're not a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, even though I think it's easier to be a fan of them. They're a lot more palatable, in my opinion. Especially because he has to be a PG-13 for those movies. So with that said, if you're not a fan of that kind of stuff, I would probably steer clear away from Suicide Squad because just 
it would just probably be a bit much for right, me, you like, know. But it's still really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like I personally really like it. I like how they're expanding on uh, Peacemaker's character, and I like that this is truly the little. It's like it's definitely not a sequel to the Suicide Squad, right? But it's definitely a really. I don't want to say side story because that gets a negative connotation, but it's, it's like a, a continuation. Very, yeah, exactly. It's a fleshed out continuation of the suicide. Like, I think in this era of streaming that we're in, I think like the fact that you can explore more of these characters and then not necessarily in a movie is such an advantage of this new media the way the new way we consume media. Exactly. Because um, I would love to see. Oh, sorry. What were you saying? I was just saying just like you know okay that character that john cena played that we all loved oh we can get some more of him Mm -hmm. and like we don't have to pay for a movie ticket to do it like we can just sit down at our home and watch it oh exactly and i think that it would be really cool for that to pop up again like say Bloodsport Mm -hmm. um has a mission that amanda waller has him go on Mm -hmm. and he has a little like kind of vignette it could it doesn't even have to be like a A whole show show. it could be like a tv movie or something like that where he does that and he runs into deathstroke and then eventually in suicide squad 2 you have the backstory of things that happened in peacemaker Mm -hmm. what happened to Bloodsport and hair series and then that's influencing what's happening in this next suicide squad movie it wouldn't surprise me like it would be really cool yeah it would it wouldn't surprise me if they did this sort of thing with margot robbie's harley quinn oh that'd be cool because like they clearly like doing like they made birds of prey um like they should have just named it birds of prey or harley quinn birds of prey instead of the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn that was just poor marketing (laughs) um but they i mean basically harley quinn is like the almost like the mascot of the dceu at this point just Mm -hmm. because of like how recently she's been in stuff and how much of the stuff she's been in Mm -hmm. i think uh harley quinn show would be cool um but yeah, it's just like this isn't like this is a luxury we've never ever been afforded. Like, say in 1977, you could just, oh yeah, now we're gonna make a show with Luke after, or like say 1980, we make a show after the Empire Strikes Back because like a five year times or like a couple year time skip in Empire between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. It's like what if there's a show about what they were doing, you know, since then? Like, no, for sure. And now, I mean, granted, Disney's super scary and how big and mean they are and it's funny uh you know they they can do that sort of stuff and so can warner brothers like these huge media companies now Mm -hmm. can do that uh also shout out to winnie the pooh for going into uh public domain the other week uh (laughs) disney tried it they tried to keep you in public domain as long as they could but now you're public domain uh shout out to mickey mouse whenever mickey mouse goes into public Mm -hmm. domain and as we're, is there anything else that you want to talk about with Peacemaker? Because I have something else that we actually missed when we were gone. In uh, no, I think it's a solid show. If you like raunch, I mean, brief nudity. Um, John Cena has it. Like if you're horny for Cena, he's got his shirt off a lot. So yeah. that's, I, I really like it so far. I love it. So do far. you really, really want it? <laughs> the dance and they're all stone-faced i'm sorry but as we're talking about the state of the dceu Mm -hmm. there have been some rumors rumors you say there have been some rumors about the dceu and um tell me more okay so basically um 
here's the deal about rumors and the DCEU. Sometimes they're true, sometimes they're not. I'm hearing a lot of rumors about multi multiverse of madness. Chance and I, unless Chance wants to do this on his own time, I do not want to touch multiverse of madness rumors yeah because i don't want to be a proponent of spoiling something in the theaters for you i know the rumors so do i madness because i can't avoid them unfortunately but um with that said i'm still probably a lot of the times i i base my enjoyment of movies out of off of the movie Mm -hmm. and not the cameo reveal may may not happen you know what i mean but anyways all i'll say um, about that is it's very similar to the rumors that were around spider-man no way home since it was announced and you didn't believe them and you didn't eventually Eventually it was true. Eventually a lot of it came true. Um, but with that said, that's a part of the big reason why I'm not. So then that's, as, that's as far as I'll go. Yeah, that's a part of the reason why I don't want to talk about any of that stuff on the podcast. Because if you have had the luxury of not having any of those rumors and you love these movies and you're going to come in clean, I would love for you to have that experience. Um, with that said, um, there is a rumor. And the reason why I mentioned that is that this rumor might not be true, though. This rumor might not be true. It might be true. Um it seems from promotional art of new DC properties mm-hmm. and even the fact that this the Suicide Squad happened the way that it happened mm-hmm. with a lot of inconsistencies to the original DCEU. Mm-hmm. We might already be seeing the ramifications. Yeah, technically. Right. But with that said, there is a rumor that the new Flashpoint movie is going to ostensibly erase the DCEU as we know it. We're not going to have Henry Cavill Superman anymore. Mm -hmm. We're going to have Supergirl instead. Now we are going to have Batgirl instead of Batman. But our new Batman is going to be Michael Keaton, and he's going to be more of an advisory role. More of an old man kind of Batman. Um, So it's like pushing towards the future with things like that. And uh, here's the deal it's there's a there's a mixed bag here i don't think dc works without its trinity in my opinion Mm -hmm. and i don't think that dc really should dc really needs to understand that the issue isn't superman the issue isn't batman the issue is what they've done with the properties yep you know and so i really would hope that they don't think oh yeah making it batwoman and the thing is and for all you like weirdos here don't make this news an excuse for you to be sexist yeah um like because like i don't like it because i personally love batman uh batman wonder woman and um superman being the trinity that's why i like that's why i Mm -hmm. like that precedent because that precedent has always worked and I don't see why you need to make or erase that precedent, if that makes sense. And I don't think having Michael Keaton as the main Batman is a great idea. In that no, regard. just recast Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, that's the just way that I, that's the way that I would see that. Like, and give, John Hamm looks like him enough. And then give and then and then just give um homeboy or give henry cavill another chance you've never given him a fair shake with his superman yeah it's not his fault 
that someone decided to smash the Dark Knight Returns into the death of Superman no, in the ex- same movie. Exactly. And it's like one of those things where like, and Chance and I talk about this all the time. It's the Christopher Nolanification yeah. of the DC Chris universe. Chris Nolan ruined it. Yeah, because it's not even really his fault. It's not Chris Nolan ruining it. Ruining it. It's everyone just like, It's oh. everybody being like, oh, let's go ahead and just do what Nolan did, mm-hmm. but cheap. <laughs> you and know what I mean? Totally... Um, Ab- yeah. Like just completely vacate the tone of the characters that you're pr- just shoehorning this tone into a uh, character that doesn't belong there, you know? Yeah. And with that said, Chance, what do you think about these rumors? Um, I think, I don't know. Like, it just seems like if it's true, it just seems like a knee jerk reaction. Like the characters weren't the problem. The problem was the creative, like, um, you know, you can point a blame finger right at Joss Whedon. Like, you can point a blame, like, you know, as as much... You can blame a lot on Joss Whedon, though. He's a yeah. freaking trash bag. Like, um, yeah, he is a trash My bag. last tweet is literally me saying Joss Whedon is gross because he yeah. came out today talking about the whole Ray Fisher oh, how thing. Ray Fisher and he's talking about how Ray actor. Fisher is a bad actor. I'm like... Shut up. I'm like, okay, go away. I go, Joss, when's the last time you made anything that anybody's enjoyed? Is probably the Avengers. And honestly, I watch the Avengers now and I think about you and I don't like it as much. So go fuck mm. yourself, dude. Like, yeah, like his like his peak was like probably at Age of Ultron. And then like he just kind of everything since then has just been progressively worse from him. Yeah, because here's the deal. Um, Joss Whedon is probably the main reason why we have this issue with the MCU where there's a serious moment of actual um, like emotion and then somebody has to be like oh, at the end of it and then makes a freaking joke at the end of it. So right. yeah, cry me a freaking river, Joss. Yeah, but like, uh, I don't know. It just seems like and I want to see Batgirl and I want to see Supergirl, but I also want to see Superman and Batman. Like, exactly. Why can't, like, like, why can't we have all of it? Why can't we have both? Like, yeah. Why can't we, like, why do we have to take away one thing? Be, because you think that like, like the cool thing about young justice is they're all there. Exactly. And the cool thing about the universe in general is that they're all there. That's the cool thing about or the Paul um, Dini verse. They're all there. Yeah, exactly. And you know who they need to at least be a big consulter of this if they're gonna do a new era of the dceu who get bruce tim in the building oh yes guys you gotta get bruce tim in the building the guy knows his dc Mm -hmm. and the guys and the guy will see people say things are like oh yeah well what if we have uh what if we have a superman say do you bleed or what if we have a batman say do you bleed and then bruce will be like okay guys chill not to get all edgelord about it because they should have what had if him. Superman was super unlovable. Yeah, they should have had that in the beginning. And it's like one of those things where it's like, and the thing is, hey, I don't care if you have if you want to have a black Cal L, I don't care. Just make sure that he's Clark Kent and you have Superman. Like, Superman is super chill. You, you need to like make all sure, the time. And you mean to make sure that like because the thing is, is like, like because people are freaking out because they don't. Uh, apparently want Cavill and I don't think Cavill's the problem. I don't think you should recast him. But if you do, um, if you do recast him, please just do it right this time at least. Or find somebody who understands find somebody who's read All-Star Superman. 
that's what you got to do. And so it's one of the, so cause like Superman is just a good guy. And also take your own advice, watch Superman and Lois, Tyler Hawkland. I never thought he would be a good Superman from seeing the Supergirl stuff, but I absolutely love Superman and Lois and like super and the appeal of his Superman isn't that he is dark and burdened with glorious purpose or anything like that. <laughs> he is just a chill guy and a cool dad and he loves Lois and Lois is and like the thing is there's a lot to be said about what a reboot will do because a reboot will most likely um, be able to erase some of the crappier things because mm -hmm. like say they recast Lois Lane and re and have a new Lois Lane and Superman uh, uh, you know dynamic mm -hmm. one that isn't creepy and kind of weird bathtubs <laughs> But so it's like one of those deals where they could do a lot of good out of this, but messing with the precedent isn't going to isn't going to do anything because eventually you guys are going to want Batman and Superman to be in this universe. I promise. Because then what, what happens if you fuck up Supergirl and Batgirl? Yeah, what happens? That, then? Exactly. Like and maybe don't throw all of your um, eggs into a basket when they haven't even like when they haven't even right. like seen what they can like get the, these characters haven't been given a fair swing in my opinion exactly fuck even john favreau could make a better spot uh superman movie oh I, for sure i guarantee it like john favreau if, makes some good movies though like you know he hasn't done much since the, like well that 2016 jungle book movie oh no he made the lion king too he's done the mandalorian yeah he's, he's done the mandalorian like toss it over to someone at marvel or star wars or any like i'm not like you got a visual filmmaker to do Superman, but the double edge of that sword is the story. No, for sure. And like, look, Man of Steel is probably the closest you'll ever get to a Dragon Ball movie in mm -hmm. real life. <laughs> but like, if its story was just like a little bit like, I've noticed that like movies are like, I think I heard this in a podcast one time or as something I was watching very recently where like, Superhero movies will go out of their way to not fight in a city or say, oh, it's been evacuated. No one's here. Mm -hmm. Like they don't want to see that urban destruction from Man of Steel anymore. Oh, no, and sure. that was super like it was cool to see. And like that's that offers a lot of like avenues for a hero to save people. Mm -hmm. But like if the story around like if the story around it was just better, like like I know a lot of people are just like, well, if someone's of equal strength to you, like Zodis to Superman then you could only kill him. I'm just like, okay, hold on. If you're strong enough to snap someone's neck, can you be strong enough to just turn their head the other way? Or bash his head into the ground. Right. Even too. Or knock him out. Knock his ass out. Exactly. Like, he hasn't been exposed to the sun as long as you have. Yeah, exactly. Technically, you should be better at this than him. Yeah. But, but like, it's one of those deals where it's like, it's one of those things where I, I just... I'm at a loss because Cavill so much potential. Well, no, yeah, because it's that, it's that, and I just feel like DC is still, or like the folks over at Warner Brothers keep on making the same mistakes, right? And it's where they have this whole um, "let's have my cake and eat it" mentality, right? If you guys are gonna do a reboot, just start over. Start that. from scratch. Just start from scratch, then. Start from scratch. Use Flashpoint. Keep the actors you like it's and like, go yeah. on. It's like go on like that. Go on like that. All right. You want to keep is, Momoa. You want to keep Gal Gadot. Mm -hmm. You want to keep the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Fine. Keep them and then use the Flashpoint. It's like, oh, you look and then just have 
confused Ezra Miller, like, oh, Bruce, you look different. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you know I'm Bruce? Shut up, Ezra. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, that's the kind of deal. And I think a part of it is, like, yeah, they have the Batman going on as well. Like right. the Robert Pattinson stuff, but like you can have the Batman like, going on. You had Joker. Like I mean, can, yeah, exactly. You can have the Batman going on at the same time as the DCEU stuff, and like people won't be confused. People like, um, like the common movie going audience is getting more like media they're getting literate. smarter. They're getting more comic book literate as time goes on because. They're just they're realizing these things are a hell of a lot of fun. And so, so and someone's nephew can explain it to you. Like exactly. someone's nephew can explain what happened in No Way Home to someone who doesn't get it. No, exactly. And so it's like one of those deals where I just think that like really like I just want I just want Warner Brothers to stop to stop kneecapping their own properties. Like just copy Marvel, biggest, make one movie at a time, mm-hmm. sprinkle it in. Make your get together, and then you can go from there. Exactly. And like focus like, on the character, not the visuals. Oh, well, maybe focus on the visual, but just, just stop being dumb about it. You know what I, I know mean. Know what I think they should do too. What I really think they should have. Um, I think they should have Legendary actually help them out with these movies yeah. too. Yes. Because I think that they would do a really good job as co-producers mm-hmm. uh, and co-financers and everything like that. And yeah. Like creative team wise, I think they just need help. Because just I someone to say, hey, hold on, don't do that. Exactly. Because I just, and you know, maybe um, when the final buyout of Discovery and Warner Brothers oh, happens, God. make like maybe that'll make things better. And maybe. hopefully, and hopefully it eventually will make things better. But with that said, there's not much you can do. I am very middle of the road on this news. I don't think it's as the sky is falling as a lot of people are yeah. making it out to be but that's because i'm not a huge snyder guy i like the snyder cut um if i were to but the thing is y'all y'all get way too weird for me to say i'm one of y'all but um like i think the snyder cut's awesome like it would make it an incredible theatrical cut if you cut it down no exactly i think it would be quite good but the thing is is like it's one of those deals where it's like um i like that stuff but at the same time it was never the most cohesive. Right. So it's like one of the things where just like go in and like, 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 I, like I, I like that stuff just as much as the other guy. But at the same time, it's like I, it's not going to be the end of the world if they do something different. Right. You know, and plus, did you really think they were going to restore the Snyderverse guys? No. Like Snyder doesn't even want that. Snyder is off making his own movies, having his own good old army of the dead, if you will. It. Yeah, it's like army of the dead. He's doing that new space movie with um, Homegirl from uh, the first um, Kingsman. Oh yeah, yeah. What's I can't remember her name though. I think her name's Sophia. I think uh, maybe yeah, maybe. But like that's probably gonna be pretty fun, especially when like when he is doing his own thing. He doesn't have the baggage of dealing right. with characters that have already been created. So, like, by all means, I want, I don't always, you know, come in on a, um, you know, Zack Snyder joint because they're always a ton of fun. They might be a right. little weird and I might not like them that much, but hey, you know, they're always a good time. Yeah. Like if we, if we do like a, a 2021 in review, I kind of want to talk about Army of the Dead for a little bit. Oh, no. For Did sure. you ever watch that? I actually didn't get the chance to watch it. I really will. I'll check it out. Though. It's, there's very, there's very cool concepts. But some of it's really weird, man. No, dude. I I wouldn't expect anything else from our boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that 
with that said, is there anything else you want to say at the podcast? Uh, that's about all I got, I really. Re- I think we've reached a good a good ending Stopping point here. Um, next week, we're going to have um, a guest. We're going to be talking. Hell yeah. We're going to have our good old boy and friend of the show, Alex DeWorth, on. He's a fantastic guy. And besides being an actually genuinely nice and good person, mm-hmm. he's also just a huge movie fan. Yes, he is. Homeboy went to Sundance a couple of years ago. Yeah, like and right like, before the pandemic, too. Yeah, which, yeah, exactly. Like, because we were going to actually have him on, but then the pandemic hit. And then, like, exactly. everybody, just, like, everybody in our, like, whole media, because all of us have, like, the same degree, mm-hmm. um, roughly, but, like, um, all of us, like, got spread about. Yeah. We, <laughs> because we all had to go to online classes. Um, we scattered. And everything like that. But um, the guy's a huge movie fan. Um, he loves comic, comic books, everything like that. So uh, we thought it was going to be appropriate. Uh, to have him on for our spider-man ranking episode yes so long overdue we're gonna have our spider-man ranking episodes um or episode it's gonna be great we're also gonna probably talk about moon Knight that episode because the trailer is coming out tonight mm-hmm. um but we're not gonna be able to get that at, until next week but it's actually kind of by design because somebody who i know is also a very big moon Knight fan is mr alex deworth there we so go so it'll be fun talking to him about that as somebody who hasn't read a moon Knight comic really mm-hmm. at all um, I think it would be really chill and just cool to absorb absorb some knowledge from somebody. And also, I might, um, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm gonna give you some. Might you might have to provide me with some really good recommended reading before the series comes out. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to come out in March. But yep. regardless of that, thank you all. I'm really glad to be back into the um, back recording and everything. Back streets back. I really, mi- I really missed y'all during COVID and everything. I just couldn't do anything. It really, no. ki- it kind of kicked my butt. Even though I was vaccinated, it kicked my butt. But regardless of all of that, mm-hmm. I will catch you all later. Thank you all for listening. And Box Office Bros out. Thank you for listening to Box Office Bros. Oh, gee, thanks, Dad. You can listen to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Have a great day. And see you next time. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. And now for my next impression, Jesse Owens. Peace out. Later, Tater. End of story. Bye-bye. See you later.